Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. All right. <laughs> gotta get oh, Riverdale out of my brain. I get just out. I just finished Riverdale out. Roundup. I gotta get that out of my okay. brain. We're in Akatar now. Come on, bitch. Out. Oh! Ah, out. She's beating me! Someone help me! She's hitting me! Get out, Riverdale! Ah. I'm, it's an exorcism of Riverdale. Oh my god, no, you're being a real branach right now. I thought you were being an Elaine today. <laughs> we don't know. Elaine might be a little bit of a a little bit of a dom inside. You think so? We don't know. Uh-oh. The more that I'm doing this section and the more we talk about it, the more I am curious about Elaine's head. Like, I want to know what she's thinking about things. Especially yes. because we get a lot of answers about why Nest is doing things in Silver Flame. Truths. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get to Silver Flame. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, but... So I, I now feel like I can read what she's doing more looking back at these chapters. Mm-hmm. But with Elaine, I'm just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Just why crying are you all seven? day? Oh, my God. I need a reason. And I know SJM is going to provide a reason. I know she is. Why she acts like an infant. We just got to wait for it. Um, and the wedding is the hottest part. I'm Tom Jackie. Like Tom Petty. Oh yes, Jack, Jack. Yep, back. Jack, Jackie, <laughs> Jack Jetty. Yep. The thank you, Jack Jetty. <laughs> oh, I wish I was of Jetty the weed line. That would be pretty sick. What's that mean? It's just a brand of weed. Oh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about weed all oh, the time. Bro. You are a Tom Petty. Yeah, man. Last dance with Mary Jane, or is it my first? Whoa. Maybe I've never touched the stuff. That video scared me when I was little. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's a very creepy video. Very scary. Dancing with a corpse. Will I mean, you? you know, I would. We talked about this last time. Corpses are heavy though because you, they don't help lift themselves up with their muscles at all. So it's just like big old block of concrete. Don't they like ooze out all their juices though? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I bet less juice, the less heavy the corpse. I don't think so. Whoa. I don't think that I don't think that would change that much. Does it ferment like wine? Can you drink the insides of a corpse? I guess we need to find out. Let's find out! <laughs> you are dressed like a sexy, like, metal goddess. Thank you. We I keep, feel like one. We keep doing ap- like ops- opposite outfits. Yeah. But it's not intentional. I may, I'm going to lay in today just because there, this part of the book, the, the fashion's really boring. And so I kind of just... I made Elaine vibes about her co- her her wardrobe in this scene, but it's not a- accurate to. The and I dressed as if I were a spy from the night court, um, even though this is not how she was dressed as a spy from the night court. No, but like you. But we're me, going back to Valaris today. Yeah, you are her essence that she's Thank now you. back in the night court. She's yes. like, this is my true form. I'm just feeling very high lady today, so you're going to have to deal with that. Oh, you're looking you're looking great, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, We're going right into part two. Ooh, Cosbreaker, Cosbreaker. Right back in. Bring it back. No, why did I do that? <laughs> you did it. You put it in my brain. I did it. It's my fault. It's my fault. Um, <laughs> Has that been in your head though? Did I get informer stuck in your head? Not until just now when I saw the word. Sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. You no, know I'm not. I'm the high lady of the night court. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sorry for anything, especially singing karaoke. So Whoa. Lucian and Feyre have. Are they, is that what they're going to do instead? Instead of all this fighting and all this blah 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 blah, why aren't why aren't they just singing karaoke? They like battle style. Yeah, two wins. Yeah, duke it out. It'll be like the masked singer. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Except it's not karaoke. It's real singing. Natalie, I cannot. I cannot handle those shows. I cannot do it. No, I for a while would watch just to see the costumes, and then I uh, had to stop watching it. Something about it just takes a little piece of my soul every time I watch it. I, I understand. It. But I don't need the soul. Eh. I got soul. It's multiplying. Wow. You said karaoke. You asked for this. That isn't even really, that doesn't work. <laughs> Just the same amount of consonants it and vowels kind of. work at all. Um, I heard Grease yesterday out in the wild and I was like, who? they're just playing Grease at the Starbucks? Huh. Yeah. They're playing the Grease soundtrack at Starbucks. And I was like, isn't that illegal? I thought you had to do, like, special Starbucks playlists. But I don't know. I, I, I only... Maybe. I mean, I used to play a lot of 90s hits when I worked at a coffee shop. But that's just because I'm cool. Trivia. I mean, trivia. Tribute to Olivia Newton-John. I, uh, I got way into character today to be Elaine by not sleeping. Ooh, so that's kind of fun. Am, I am wasting away. Are you going to cry through the episode? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to squeeze seawater out of my eyes. Oh, my God. Works. You're such a Feyre in an Elaine's costume. Mm. Okay. We got to get in here. Let's go. Lucian and Feyre right. <laughs> have made their escape and are out in the wilderness of the Autumn Court. Part two. So they've now run from the Spring Court and they are alone in the woods and they have no powers. Oh. How long does the Feybane supposed to last? They don't know. That's the that's the scary part. Uh, they're but like, they were only getting little bits of Feybane too, so maybe it couldn't last that long. But at the end, there, Feyre ate that big old apple. Oh, she they was all sucking ate, down that apple. They man. ate the poison, poison part at the end. So basically, they were like working it up to, and then that last moment, they were going to like really get them. So it just so happened that Feyre was going to leave. They were already going to like try to get her. 
at that point. Ugh. So, and you know, just the way it, it almost went down. It's the way the apple crumb. It's the way the, it's the move. It's the direction of the apples rolling. Eyes. Yep. Like so, a potato. Yeah, like potato. Um, and uh, so they don't know. And that's they have to leave because they obviously can't go back to Supreme Court. But now they have to just go into the forest because they got nowhere else to go. They and can't then the go autumn to, court, which is scary. They can't go to summer court because fair as a uh, uh, blood ruby, blood ruby. You know, you can't go over Ugh. there. Autumn court's dangerous because his Lucian's family hates him. But they have to go through because they can't winnow now. Because they don't have they the don't magic. They don't have any magic. They're just like us. <gasps> and I hate them now. I know. I hate them. They're boring. Ew, boo. Yuck. No, we love them. Uh, Lucian, <laughs> kiss me. <laughs> so they've just passed the threshold into the autumn court, and it is a beautiful fall day. The seasonal courts must, they must just have the most perfect day of every season on deck, like every single day that Ugh. they're Do you think they add showers and and winds to change it up sometimes just for fun. They must. Yeah. Fall's not my favorite season, but those trees sure sound nice. Ugh. What? They, ugh. Talk about painting. It's like uh, God's painting. She's too upset to think about painting. I know. There's no painting anywhere no, near these chapters. Not at all. Faye is practically back to human-level weakness, and she's already uh, going, oh, man, this sucks being a person. Yeah. I can't believe that I used to be a person. Blame, Boro. Blame, dude. Sure glad I'm not some super dumb, weak human anymore. Shut up, Farah. It's fine. Uh, We're yeah. living our lives. Sure glad. Ugh, some dumb, weak human. Lucian and Farah aren't exactly on super friendly terms right now, so they are sort of just silently making their way across the landscape. But he does lead them de- down to the space that he mentioned to her before they left. He that knows of a cave where he used to stay while he was hunting on the lands. Lucian finally speaks. Oh. He's trying to process everything that's just gone on. It's a lot. So he says, you truly planned this. Yes, she says. But she doesn't elaborate. He's still just like, because he didn't know that she was going to run, even though he should have known. He knew something was wrong and off with her, but he was just trying again, trying to be, I got a piece Tamlin, not going to ask any questions. But no, of course she was planning stuff. Do you know her better than to think that she was just like, oh. I, okay, let's do that, and I will follow the Highburn people now. I mean, that's why, I was saying this last episode, that, like, of course she's up to something. She wouldn't just give in like this. No, no. It's, he, he was being willfully ignorant, and I don't like it. So, they, they're, you know, they're sitting in this cave, like, awkwardly together. They don't really want to talk to each other, but they're stuck together. Favor pulls out all the foodstuffs that Alice has packed for her, only to realize that they probably can't eat any of it because those <sighs> fucking twins Ugh, have get laced out of here. Every, even after their heads are chopped off, they're still being annoying. Man, so cool. He just chopped her head right off, man. Sliced it off. Hell yeah. But they put Fabian in everything, or at least they may have, so they can't eat any of the stuff that they have with them. They, then they must go find food. 
Lucian is still just like incredible. Oh, can you imagine having to go find food? I've watched many episodes of Alone, and I feel like in this, like I watched so many that Me I'm too. like, you got to build the camp first, and then you have to do. You know, I now know the order in which you're supposed to be alone in the wilderness. But if I had to fend for myself, oh, what am I going to start eating acorns? Well, with Alone, they at least have like a, a collection of things. They barely have any survival tools here. They have more survival tools on Alone, but not you're naked right. and afraid. Naked and afraid. They're doing better than the Naked and Afraid people. Well, you got to watch out for the bugs on Naked and Afraid. That's the thing. Everybody thinks, oh, you got to worry about the snakes and the gators. No, no, no. It's the swarms. The swarms of bugs. I am a wilderness person because I've seen the show enough to know. We got to roll around in mud. Okay? Just just telling you. Just like Um, you have to first build your. A domicile before anything else in alone because the winter is coming and I'm not talking about Game of Thrones. Ooh, you think there's White Walkers there? That'd be fun. Uh, see, sprinkle that into the show. Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones yeah. style survival. Yeah. Oh my but God, then it's just going to be that. bloodshed. I mean, to, to do like is like a Game of Thrones style game where you have to like avoid White Walkers while you survive. All right, we're not here. We're, this is uh, not Game of Thrones. It's a different world we're uh. talking about. Look at the map, Natalie. Oh my God, there's no map. Uh, okay, uh, look. They're here. We're back. Oh, we're back. Oh. So. <clears throat> so now they Lucian still he cannot believe her deception but he also admits he knows something was off all the way back at the castle in Highburn because when she did her like white explosion trick he has a friend at Doncourt and that light show that she put on was exactly their their power and he knows it's not the sign of her like bond being broken. He knew right away like this is fishy. But he didn't say anything. But Feyre's now done with her show. She's gone as the little meek, preening, kind of scared little facade she wore at Spring Court. She essentially tells Lucian to grow the fuck up. (laughs) So Lucian admits that though he suspected he didn't tell Tamlin mostly for selfish purposes because of Elaine. Oh, he needs that mate. So now that he's mated, he didn't want to mess anything up because he knew that Pharaoh was sort of the gatekeeper for his mate. But in this cave, they start to really have it out. At least they start to. They don't really finish it. Uh, they're arguing. But not only is Lucian angry over her lies to him, he also seems really hurt. Yeah. He questions if their friendship was ever even real. Which it kind of is not. It's not. But she does care for him. Yes. And she, but she doesn't answer him in this moment either. She seems to not really want to talk about it. She wants to, she cuts him off, telling him that their voices are echoing. Voices carry. And they can fight another time. <laughs> so he seems to accept the pause in their conversation as they settle in to sleep. Except, my father will hunt you for taking his power if he finds out. He said into the frigid dark. And kill you for learning how to wield it. He can get in line, was all I said. Whoa, bad ace. But also, bad you bitch. gave her the drop of power, bro. Like, the only person you should be mad at is yourself, mm. Autumn Court King. He he had to, that was, again, like, I really think it was smart. She put him at the front of the line because he didn't have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Dropped it Just down. Just did it. Uh, neither of them sleep much that night unsure of how mad the other one is at them in case they are going to take out their revenge in the middle of the night. So mostly Uh they just stay awake when I open. 
Soon it's dawn, and they quickly assess. You mean sleep with one eye open, clutching your pillow tight. This is like Glee. I know. I'm. Well, you see, you. uh, This is the karaoke episode. I've never seen Glee, but I know that they just start to sing, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I've also never seen it. I've asked many people if I should start watching Glee, and I've gotten very disparate. Is disparate the word? Answers. Depends on what you mean. (laughs) Very across the board. Uh, Yes. Like just, it really just, uh, they either tell me I will love it or they go, don't waste your time with it. I don't think I would like it. Also, I think that there's a a lot of now characters who've been arrested for sex crimes and stuff, right? And they're like an actor who's like a pedophile. And and one of the characters on the show is like a teacher who says like has sex with the students or something. I don't know. I think maybe it's it's the time has passed. Time has passed. Um but although we could do a crossover with spun <laughs> crimes. Page, page of, seven and spun crossover talking about crimes, crimes of glee. Of glee, yeah. <laughs> um no glee. No glee. All right, here. no glee. We're anti-glee now. Um so they when they wake up, they try to assess if any of their magic has returned. And there's none. <gasps> Nada. She can't find Reese at all, and he obviously can't find her either. Faced with what to do. They decide to just keep walking north despite Lucian's protest that it will be too close to his father's grounds, waiting for the first sign of their magic to return, at which point they can winnow. So there's not really any better option. So Lucian just basically doesn't he doesn't want to go near his father's house, but they have to. They have to just keep walking, trying to go around it. No, we and have then, to listen to Lucian. But there's nowhere else. We gotta do it. And also they're hoping as they walk that some of their magic will just appear and then they can just get hightail it out. Yeah. Um, as they walk, we get some tree porn. Oh, beautiful yeah. Beautiful trees. Beautiful trees in the fall. Then we get some Lucian porn as we reach yeah. a stream. I was in the process of constructing a rudimentary fishing pole when he waded into the stream, boots off and pants rolled to his knees and caught one with his bare hands. He'd tied his hair up, a few strands of it falling into his face as he swooped down again and threw a second trout onto the sandy bank where I'd been trying to find a substitute for fishing twine. He's like a bear. Oh my God, he is a bear. He just puts his hands in and he comes out with a fish. Maybe Tom Cruise is going to start dating Lucian. I'd watch that tape. Oh no! But then he'll be cheating on Lucian. He's gonna cheat on Lucian with the fish. But if you're not aware, there is a uh, a blind item that Page Seven talks about a lot. Many blind items that Tom Cruise is a fish fucker. That Uh, he um, eviscerates fish with his penis. So you're 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 asserting that he would seduce Lucian to get to all the trout to the fish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you were a fish fucker, wouldn't you? I mean, I. I, it's hard for me to put myself in those <laughs> shoes, but I do think that this is like a, a Southern girl's dream man. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm from Queens, but I still like, oh, you gonna get me a fish. <laughs> you gonna go get me a fish. <laughs> Suddenly you have a southern accent for some reason. I mean, Jeff is camping this weekend, and I'm just me thinking about him camping. I mean, I won't go camping, but even me thinking about him just like building a tent. Like, I would just sit there just being like, I don't know, like, yeah, building His hair fire. tied back, wisps ooh, of hair falling ooh, down. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I know your husband too well. I don't want to talk about <laughs> sex with him. Five days they continue north, not really speaking. Five days, which boring, not speaking. Yeah. I don't have this resolve. I I would want to be in a feud, but in five days of walking, I would want to make up just so there was something to do. I at least I fight couldn't. it out. Like at least then I what I would do which is a personal hell for many other people is I would talk it out until we were friends again. Yes. Yes. I would talk every single feeling out, but I know that that's like echoing off of everything, so they can't really do that. They have to be quiet. It's true. We couldn't even do karaoke on the walk. You oh, no. So that's really sucky. Um, what else? How else are you supposed to pass the time? I don't know. I guess you're just staring at the leaves. They but could play there the are cow game. Really sexy leaves, though. Have you ever played the cow game before? We played it on a road trip. On if you see cows or any kind of other animals on your side, you get a point. So it depends on which side mm. you're on. And if you pass a graveyard on your side, you lose all your points. Whoa, that's so it's fun. completely a game of chance. And then you find yourself screaming about like, "Where are the cows?" Like you just see like a field open, just like, "Get out here, cows! Show yourselves!" <laughs> this sounds like a game that parents give to their kids when they simply cannot stand being in the car with them any longer. <laughs> I love a car game. Yeah, I like him too. Um, so, in their few exchanges on their walk, Lucian explains his father's property, which is called the Forest House. Ooh, oh, she's got her pointer. Which is not that far up into the Autumn Court, but it's very wide. So we'll learn about it here in a minute, but it's a sprawling surface, so wide that Lucian says it might take you a full morning to go from one end to the other, but is actually much larger, including the below the surface, where there's multiple layers built underground. They're like little gophers. Oh, sexy ginger gophers. Yeah, gophers was my college mascot. Really? Yeah, it didn't strike fear into anyone. If you can't tell, we were at a sport school. art school, right? Yeah, we were at a sport school. The Not gophers. the gophers, yeah. but the infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll crumble all of you. But your basement will never be stable again. Um, so... They're the it's basically just like built into the stones and like there's water. It looks it sounds awesome, but it's like very it's very uh, Ange- uh what's his name? Andrew- Angelina Jolie. Frank Lloyd Wright. I was almost said <laughs> Andrew yeah, Lloyd Webber. Similar. Frank Lloyd Wright style house. Oh, that's built cool. Yeah. Into the the rock like falling water. Sick. Anyway, as they traverse the land of, of fall, they find apples. And you'd think she'd have PTSD from apples, but I guess they're pretty hungry. I mean, it's been five days. Yeah, but I mean, so he caught many... them some trout. Yeah, do you think he's doing that every day? If they have streams, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> as they eat, Lucian divulges that as the youngest of his brood, he was actually given quite a bit of freedom to learn the ways of the land because he wasn't considered important in the line for ruler. So that's why he knows how to, like, fish and hunt and... And survive in the caves. I also gave him ample time to pursue academia and fighting skills, which sounds like a much more efficient ruler, as as Feyre points out. But that's, I guess, not what Baron was, like, concerned with. So he actually became, like, much more 
of um, an efficient human being by not being a, yeah, a lord. Yeah, he's a little boy scout. Little boy scout. But yet Lucian says the people of the lands would report him if they saw him here. When Feyre asks why, we learn the name of Lucian's ill-fated lover, Jasminda. Jasminda! I gotta say, don't love that name. No, it's... It does make me think of the gremlin. The gremlin lady. Oh, <laughs> yes. Greta, you mean. But I feel like she should be named J- Jasminda. Jasminda, yes. <laughs> But so Jasminda was a townie, <clears throat> not a member of the High Fae, and he loved her. But he couldn't save her from his horrible family. Ugh. And the townsfolk blamed him for it. And so they would be glad to watch him be punished. Which is poor Lucian, man. It's not his fault. How are you going to stop all, like, how evil and wicked his entire family is? How are you going to stop them? No. It's really heartbreaking. And so he not only lost his They should love, be mad at every, like, at the other people on the court. I don't understand why you would be mad at the one whose lover got killed. I imagine it was, it could have been a scenario where they took in this high lord's son who they don't trust, but then they grew to trust him and love him when he fell in love with this townswoman. But then they, her, his family slaughtered her, and so now they're like, we should never have trusted him in the yeah, first place. It's not fair. No. But I think that's maybe what happened. Uh, they managed to bypass the forward ha- forest house unscathed. In fact, make it all the way to the edge of the border leading into the Winter Court. But to get to the freedom of the Winter Court, it's going to take some brutal days through a mountain range. Yikes. They must get out of Autumn Court, and so they carry forth with no magic protection against the elements. Man, it's been days without their magic. They must feel so empty without it. Yeah, no, I I can't imagine. It's almost worse to have magic and then not have magic. Yeah. Than to never have had magic Magic at at all. Like Uh, us. Like us dumb people. Little snake bitches. Little weasels. (laughs) A little gopher in the ground. A little gophers. That's what we are. We're little gophers. $40,000 to be a gopher. But without the digging in the dirt. So Um, really nothing like a gopher at all. We can't even be good gophers. (laughs) Useless as a gopher. Useless. So uh, they have to get out though because the autumn court's not safe. So they climb and climb higher up into this mountain range and it gets colder and colder. Feyre considers the fact that they may need to make a fire that night just to survive. Dangerous because they could be seen, but probably a necessity. Lucian marvels at Feyre's endurance and mentions her epic takedown of the Creep Twins. She brushes it off. I had the element of surprise on my side. No, Lucian said quietly as I reached for a foothold in the next boulder. That was all you. My nails barked as I dug my fingers into the rock and heaved myself up. Lucian added, You had my back. With them, with Ianthi. Thank you. So let me get this straight. Five days of silence. You start without any equipment, just hand climbing boulders, and that's the time you're going to have a conversation? I'd be the whole time just like, uh, uh, you know what? I just hit the boulder. I think Lucian, game recognizes game, sees her crawling up like a lizard. It's like, all right, she's all right. Do you climb? Are you a climber? Of course. I have an aerial rig in my backyard. Oh, no. I'm in like rock climb, like like that <laughs> um, kind of climbing. A little bit. I like, like Have you it. ever done yeah. that before? Uh, not not on real boulders. I've done a lot of rock climbing on rock walls. Whoa. But no, bouldering is like a whole fucking... 
That's hard. I've watched many documentaries about that stuff because I'm so fascinated by it, but also so purely terrified. Like, I couldn't even imagine. I can't even do a rock wall. Like, even that's too scary for me. Bouldering is definitely, like, for the unaf—well, I mean, you should be afraid. You should never yeah. lose your fear. But, yeah. I know exposure therapy and all that kind of stuff, but, like, let me start with a really small boulder. Exposure therapy. Get on that mountain! Get, on, get up there, Jackie! <laughs> I'm dressed like this, though. <laughs> just tits out, just with a cloak on. That would on. be awesome. Yeah, that would Kidding be awesome. Me? That would be all amazing. I think it would give you strength. You think so? Yeah. Or death. It's going to be one or the other. You look so hot when you die. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> die hotly. And that's where what I'm really rooting for in yeah. my life. Dying hotly. As long as I look hot when I'm dead. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. So when he says this, Feyre is touched by it, but she doesn't let him know that. That the night they are, that night. She's really bad at communicating. You know what? A lot of them are really bad at communicating. But even that then, it's like, why not? Why not tell them that, like, hey, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. I don't think any of them are very good at communication. I I can't think of one. What is it, trauma that they're not dealing with? (laughs) (laughs) They need therapists and Prithian. That's all I'm saying. They really do. Um, so th- that night they're in another cave and have, in fact, started a fire. It's a rough, you know, setting, but Ferris finally a bit more comfortable with the kind exchange they just had and the warmth from the fire. And she dreams. She thinks that maybe she might have some of her returning power coming back to her because her mind seems to slide into Lucian's, who is watching her sleep. Through his eyes, she looks so vulnerable I dreamed that he removed his cloak and added it over my blanket. You see? Then I ebbed away, flowing out of his head as my dreams shifted and sailed elsewhere. I let a sea of stars rock me into sleep. Just imagining him, like, taking off his cloak and adding it over her is, like, really sexy because I like to be taken care of, but... I thought of it as a very touching, but no, I can it's also very touching. See, I can see it being a, the beginning of a, a sex scene. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, she wakes up after, like, being lulled to sleep by a sea of stars, which is awesome. Yeah. Man, I want night powers, dude. Night I want the powers. night court powers. Yeah. I want to turn into shadows. 
Maybe there'll be some like, but before we die, there will be like some VR that's like way better that will make you believe it and just will be set, will be like attached to it when we're in the 85. We can just pretend we live like in like the Black Mirror episode, Junipero. No, no, not like the Black Mirror episode. <laughs> it was so sad. Nothing, nothing will be like Black Mirror. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Oh, God. We're going to die. Um, so. This is this nice exchange, but don't get too peaceful. Oh, no. Because Feyre's awoken by a sharp pain in her face and a cruel hand gripping her jaw. <gasps> Look who we found. It's Lucian's brother's three. <gasps> Chapter 12 begins with this ambush. They finally get some rest, and these bastards show up right away because that's what bastards do. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a parent. Or married parents. Bastards. Oh, but they do have parents. They do have parents. Yes, uh, these ones, these yes, bastards. Sorry, have I get it. I gotcha. <laughs> Following you. <laughs> the sneer triplets are rather amused at the two of them, but also are threatening them with knives. So this is not a fun, friendly little visit. They no. are there to claim them. That knife pressed a fraction harder into my skin as he let out a humorless laugh. <laughs> Pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> right. Rumor has it you two have run off together, cuckolding Tamlin. His grin widened. I didn't think you had it in you, little brother. Whoa. He just called Tamlin a cuck. Whoa. He's not incorrect. No, he's not. Not wrong. But wrong person. Yeah. One of them tells Lucian that he will be taking the two of them forthwith to Beron. Lucian's father. Eris. Lucian warned. Uh-oh, it's Eris! It's the worst brother of them all! Of all the brothers, three! It's the brother that left more to die at the border of the Autumn Court. We hate Eris! We hate him. Maybe we look at some fan art of him kissing on other characters in the book! You know... It's hard. He's really handsome. He's so hot. Like, he's just so hot in my brain. But we don't. So bad. We don't know a lot about Eris. Maybe we're. I know. I'm not saying anything. Maybe we will learn something about him. Maybe Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. It's, of course, the brother that's left more to die at the border. Eris demands that they get up, and Feyre feels a stir of her magics in her (gasps) bones. Feyre catches Lucian's eye. And now that they've worked in tandem, fighting and killing the twins, they seem to have their battle language down. And though her magic is slowly returning, thank the cauldron that she trained with Cassian because you never know when you're going to need to kick some ass. I love you, Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> love you. And that's how she gets the upper hand. Good old-fashioned fight choreography. Hell yeah. Because the sons have retreated behind the two of them, trying to get them out of the cave, like corralling them outward. So now they are being pushed out before the other three. Feyre, like, uses the element of surprise and smashes Eris's nose, and he stumbles back. And as he does that, she creates a wall of fire, blocking them into the back of the cave. Yeah, use that fire power! Using their own goddamn magic against them. That's yes. gotta hurt. It's gotta be in a brutal little extra that slap. gotta hurt. So before the Fall Boys can rea- retaliate, Lucian and Feyre work in tandem and bring the rocks in the cave, tumbling down, kind of creating like a rock wall and a flame wall at the same time. Sick. Blocking them in, at least very temporarily, because these, obviously, these also, these fae also have magic. Um, 
Which is great, but also in the cave, unfortunately, they've just closed in their packs, most of their weapons, and any of the food they have collected in the Autumn Court is also in the cave. Well, they were fast thinking, though, you know? Yeah. At least they saved themselves. Yeah. But they know, you know, the rocks were only going to hold these brothers for a bit, so they dash away, dash away, dash away all to no! Christmas Town. Why are you doing this to us, Natalie? Get Santa out of here! Although they're I, going to Winter Court. Although I will say, you can, um, you can seduce Father Winter in The Sims. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So maybe I do want to go to Christmas Town. I yeah. I mean, I think Callius, their their lord, is very attractive. His name is Clement. Father Christmas, yeah. but not the Winter Court Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie has a Twitch stream where she does play Sims, and sometimes she talks about them like they're, they're people that we know. Well, I mean, if they are alive inside of your brain, what keeps them from being alive in real life? Being alive in real life, I guess. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. To Christmas Town! <laughs> 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 so Christmas Town is a barren hellscape. Favorite notes that if she were still human, she would probably be dead by now. Because as they continue into the mountains, it's she also turning... would have been dead a long time ago. And she did die already. Well, yes. I mean, you're <laughs> that's semantics, okay? In this moment, the temperature is so low, yes. her body would have that's not very survived. scary. Also, she wonders if they are partially saved by the slivers, slivers of fire magic they were just able to procure in their bodies. They're still barely functioning in this level of cold, but they can't stop. They have to keep going. For one, because if their body temperatures drop anymore, they might die. <clears throat> Favor tries and tries to reach Reese, but there's still not enough magic in her to reach out. Not to winnow, not to grow wings. Ugh. If her powers are strongest in whichever court she's in... Ice doesn't particularly help here, which no. And in, in this kind of moment, you're like, maybe it should be the opposite of whatever the elements are. Yes. Then if she can, then can fire. use it. But I guess, know. I'm just spitballing here. So as they cross the path, they see that they are in fact miles from anything. Another mountain range is before them, and the freezing wind is blowing in their faces. But if they can hold out until their magic returns, they can survive. If not. Well, they might die out here. Kissing. I guess you would have to try right before, you know. I was surprised in all of this. I know that Lucian, but like it makes sense because Lucian has a mate and she has, I almost said Bella. Feyre has a mate. So I would understand why he wouldn't want to kiss, but I'm surprised he didn't even try, you know? I mean, it might be weird because his mate is her blood relative. Her sister, yeah. I mean, it would be bad form. Don't get me wrong. That's some Jerry Springer RIP. Bad form. Bad form. So, I'm sure there's fan fiction, though. Oh, yeah. So, I I really am just, like, not spending enough time reading this fan fiction that I need to fulfill my dreams. You, you like you said. There's some I've read some that are really actually well written, like and, and good, uh, horny, but also like very interesting. Like, send us some. Theories. If there's any that you love, send us some, please. Please. So they again have nothing to protect themselves, and there isn't even wood in this mountain range to make a fire. However, after hours, they find a cave. There's nothing in it, but at least they have the reprieve from the torturous wind. So once again, Lucian and Feyre sit knee to knee just like they did that time in the forest when she was trying to manipulate everyone. Although this time there's no manipulation, only survival. Mm. 
and the one cloak between them is not promise is not promising to actually help anything. They they don't really have any warmth inside of it. They have to use their bodies as much as possible. As Lucian knows that death may be coming okay. for him, he asks Feyre about Elaine. As though he wants to know about her at very least before he dies. Oh. Unfortunately, Feyre does not need, seem to know a ton about her. Elaine seems kind of boro snoro. Just that she likes gardening. Yep. It's <laughs> pretty much all she, she tells She likes him. staring. She's pretty. Yes, she's pretty. Very she sweet. Had, doesn't have much to say, it doesn't seem. And this is, again, we as the the readers don't know anything about her. And I know Sarah Mass knows about her. So we need to wait for the book to happen. But I know that there is interesting things in her. We're waiting patiently, Sarah. Obviously, obviously so patiently. Look how Look not how annoying I'm being about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, just, you know, and so Feyre doesn't have a ton, but she tells him what she can. And then he, she has to break some news to him. Elaine is engaged. Lucian's natural instincts, his mating instincts, have him growling with rage. She tells him, it's to a human lord's son, a lord that actually hates fairies. Cool. Um, and, and, you know, Feyre's not really speaking highly of this person. And I agree. Nesta doesn't like him and he doesn't seem like very interesting or anything. Um, Feyre, of course, still doesn't know him, but his family does sound like a bunch of assholes. Yes. They're like they have the, the big fortress. Yeah. And it's all like covered in iron because they think iron keeps the Fey away, which you're just idiots. And it looks like a prison. Yeah. Still, Lucian says he wants to see her at least once to, to know. To know what? He hitched my damp cloak higher around us. If she's worth fighting for. Whoa. Ouch. Mm. I mean, I guess he doesn't know anything about her. It's he true. literally just felt the mating bond come into place. So, and, and now, like, knows she's engaged. So he does have to decide if he wants to fight for her or not. He then says he wants to ask Reese how he managed to survive knowing his mate was in another, another man's bed. This seems to turn Lucian to a bit... Cruel. He seems a bit crueler here as he pushes Feyre to explain how she ended up loving this man who he sees as a vicious, hateful bastard. Um, and he is angry and he is being kind of mean, but he also does think that Rizond is a bad person. Um, Feyre isn't really going to be obviously able to explain the entire situation, and sh- so she doesn't really try. They argue, and as much as Feyre doesn't want to have this conversation, she has nowhere else to go whatsoever uh, because they are freezing to death. Yeah, and they're just huddled together and so, for warmth. For warmth. <laughs> it is. They can't even. If he brought his dick out, it would freeze off. I mean, I'd read the story of it He'd happening. Be like, oh, it could be like, there's only one way I think I can keep it warm. I need friction. Yeah. I need <laughs> You have natural storage. Natural, <laughs> natural storage. <laughs> um, and he's like, he has to be like, I have to save my sperm for my mate in case we do want to procreate. You have to help It'll me. be like soaking. If they just soak instead, you know, and just leave it in there and see what happens. Oh, man. Okay. Except there's nobody, no, the, the no monkeys jumping on the bed, I though. I know. I know. <laughs> it's very not bouncy cave. So she has to just sort of endure his accusations and badgering because she can't ex- she can't explain the entirety of the night court and reason in their whole story here. His metal eye whirred 
And where exactly do you believe I will fit in the night court? (sighs) We should leave at dawn, was my only reply. Somehow they lived through the night. They are worse for the wear, but they find themselves passing over the border into winter court. Score! Double score, because when they awoke in that cave, she had felt a little bit more power in her, and she was actually able to start a fire for them. Oh, thank goodness. Thanks to Reese's little lessons, she knows something about the winter court and its high lord, Callius, which I I attached a photo for our viewing pleasure, Jackie. You know, Callius really isn't my type sexually. No. But I I see the appeal if you look up uh, fan art of the winter court high lord, Callius. Yeah, not my type, but also winter court's not my my type. None of it. like Like this explanation right here. Towering, exquisite palaces, full of roaring hearths and bedecked in evergreens. Carved sleighs were the court's preferred method of transportation, hauled by velvet-antlered reindeer, whose splayed hooves were ideal for the ice and snow. Their forces were well-trained, but they often relied on the great white bears that stalked the realm for any unwanted visitors." Don't get me wrong, it sounds cool. Your mom would love it Christmas all year. Oh my God, yes, for sure. And I think that's why I'm going to be as far, what's as far away from that? (laughs) It's the night court! Take me to the night court, get me far from the winter court, because that's where mommy lies. (laughs) And it can't be sexy when mommy's there. That's really the only reason why. It's like, I just don't, I can't have, like, I can't be... Banging all these fae while my mom is even anywhere close to the same Decorating. court. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, before the, before long, once they get into the winter area, they're faced with this vast frozen lake in front of them. Though there is no immediate threat, Feyre knows that there is also no shelter within this court because it's not as scary as autumn court or summer court, but... The relationships between all the courts are still strained after Amarantha, so she can't just go to the winter, you know, t- palace and say, "Hi, I am actually the High Lady." I know you don't. No, because they haven't met just yet. Trust me. Um, so they can't really reach out for help there. So they need to get through as fast as possible and hope that their magic continues to build up over the day. They're about a hundred feet onto the lake, debating the best way to maneuver around it, and they glance behind them. There they see the three figures in the distance. No. Lucian's brothers. No! They are trapped on this lake now. The brothers are on the shore of the lake. They have nowhere to turn because if they try to go further into the lake, I mean, they have to, but there's no, they can't even see the other end. It's so long. Oh, my God. And they're all fire boys. Yep. Eris lifts his arm up, now draped in flame. Ah! And they are on the ice. Get it? Because they got it. thin ice. uh, You know what happens when fire hits ice? Uh, It melts. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just makes me think of that. Remember that little penguin game? I do remember that. Where you, you, like, knock the little blocks of ice through? You ever go ice fishing? Yeah, all the, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, you climb rocks, and I know that you do many other, you're very, like, you're very strong, so I assume, I can imagine you out there, oh, you love being cold, and you I love, love fish, fishing. and I think that you would be <laughs> just vegetarian, just out there, just like, yeah, I just, I'm out here just to be cold, and just walking <laughs> through the ice. I do it for the chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have fished, like, my, my grandpa. Parents lived on a lake, so I fished a lot as a kid, but it was just normal 
regular fishing. Room temperature fishing. I've never been fishing before, so I think... I feel like Jeff would take you to fish. Yeah, but I'd cry through it. I'd be like, I have to put a worm where? It's also (laughs) sad to see them on the hook and stuff. I don't like it. It's always sad when they go through their cheek. That's when it's sad. I don't like it. I saw, I seen it. I, I seen it on a fish show before. I was. I watched my grandpa scale fish like he caught on their lake, and it was like already at that age, at maybe like nine. I watched. It was still alive while he was like cut. Like it was still breathing and trying to like catch Whoa. water. And uh, I think even back then I was just like, "Oh, I don't like this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That that'll that'll solidify vegetarianism forever. Just like screaming fish. Um, was so, it screaming? It seemed like it wanted to. It was like being torture porn to death. So. Oh my god. <laughs> that's a turkey. Oh, it's a turkey. <laughs> <That's> a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't know how to. Do... Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, it's purring. None of those are right. <laughs> We're really good at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you tell me what a fish sounds like, okay? <laughs> so they, you know, he brings his he brings his fire hand down to the ice at the foot of the lake, and it immediately begins to shoot a melting line towards them. Ah. So they run. They run in the opposite direction. In their panic, Favor forgets, though, that she has ice powers. And ice so, power! Ice power! And even though she knows it's a risk to let these fall boys see her power, she lets them rip. And does she yell, ice to meet you? <laughs> I, I really wish. I wish that she did. <laughs> oh, Batman and Robin. Oh, so um, good. Is it? Um, you know, I watched it not that long ago, and there are certain parts of it that all the parts you remember are so fun because they're so bad. Oh, but yeah. It's just the rollerblading? Much, it's, it's great. It really is a really lot is of a fun. It's a time capsule. It, it is longer than you remember. Yeah. It was like when I rewatched Dick Tracy. Longer than you remember, but also should have been much longer. But I won't go down the Dick Tracy hole. I mean, that movie's fun. So now they're trying to just do whatever they <laughs> What's happening? I'm just playing with my breasts. Oh, okay. They're just dangling, you know? Do you want me, do you want me to continue or you want to wait till you're done? No, I'm good. Okay. I just was, you know, I was just slapping them around just to see just to see if I still liked it when that happened. And I do. Great. They look great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so she starts zapping all of her ice out and, like, re- refreezing all of the melties around them. And Lucian's screaming to zigzag so that, like, they can't get a clear line of fire towards them. Yes. Then suddenly all three boys are in front of Favorite and Lucian having <gasps> winnowed to the ice. And before they can even blink, have begun firing arrows. Yikes. Some hit Feyre. One goes straight through her forearm. In her pain, she gets trapped by Eris in a melting circle of ice. He tells her she's coming with him one way or another. But her powers are returning and she feels dawn in her. Light erupts from her body, blinding Eris. She runs. I made it all of 20 feet before Eris winnowed in front of me and struck. A backhanded blow to the face. So hard my teeth went through my lip. Ouchie. I love all this magic and then he just like... Backhands her. <laughs> Guys still want to hit women, you know? Okay. Oh, good. Thanks, Autumn Court boys. 
I'm sure Baron teaches them that. I know, I know it. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, he hits her again, and she's knocked to the ground. He grabs her by her hair and begins to drag her back to shore. As she fights to regain her breath that's been knocked out of her, fire bands wrap around her wrists and ankles. No! Shove down her throat. <gasps> Panic consumes her. She can't focus her thoughts as sentries to the autumn court appear, winnowing in and grow bigger in her eyeline as Eris pulls her by the hair towards them. She's going to get taken back to the forest house to mother knows what sort of torture. A shadow slammed into the earth before us, cracking the ice toward every horizon. Not a shadow. <gasps> An Illyrian warrior! It's Cassian! Not dead, not hurt, whole, his wings repaired and strong. And then slam right next to him, Azrael appears. Feyre begins to sob. Her friends, her family have arrived. And Cassian's face is filled with wrath as he spots Feyre bound and bleeding. As Cassian drew twin Illyrian blades, the sight of them like home, and said to Eris with lethal calm, I suggest you drop my lady. Yeah! Yeah! We love you, papas! (laughs) And then Cassian makes eye contact with Feyre to settle her, to remind her of her training. To remind us all that you can fight back, even when, when things, things are, are bleak. bleak. <laughs> her bound legs become a weapon as she spins under Eris and thrusts her legs up between his. Even Faye don't like getting kicked in the balls. Yeah, right in the balls, Eris. Uh, another scene that is criminal if it doesn't get filmed. I know. This scene on the lake is so awesome. It's so good. And it's written so well. Like, it's such a, like, well-written action scene that the entire... You're just like, what? No. What? I remember aloud as I'm just like, yeah. flapping, flap, 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 flap. Like, I had to go back and read it again because I was reading it so fast. Yeah, for sure. And so... As he's doubled over in pain, Favor brings her fist up and into his nose. Yeah! As Cassian goes in to fight with Eris, the binds snap from her and she gets up, watches the massacre that's about to occur. Lucian's brothers are no wimps, but they won't stand a fucking chance against the most powerful Illyrian warriors in the land, and she Ugh. knows it. Ugh. She fantasizes about letting them finish the job, letting them kill all of the Autumn Court's sons, but ultimately they will need Baron's alliance in the coming war. Stop, I said. The word was a soft, cold command, and Azrael and Cassian obeyed. Lucian's other two brothers were back to back, bloody and gaping. Lucian himself was panting, swords still raised, as Azrael flicked the blood off his own blade and stalked toward me. God, that's hot. Yes. Oh, man. Just flicking the blood off the blade and and just just, like like, strutting to the side of Feyre. Love him. Eris is deeply wounded through his gut, thanks to Cassian, and he watches them with hatred on his face. Feyre removes her glamour. Where the arrow had pierced her forearm just minutes ago is fully healed, a clean patch of skin. Until she removes that glimmer and the swirls of her Illyrian tattoo, her mating mark, appear. Lucian's face drained of color as he strode for us, stopping a healthy distance from Azrael's side. I am High Lady of the Night Court. 
I said quietly to them all. Boo! Yeah! Yes, you are! One of Eris's brother, in true side character villain, says, There's no such thing as I, lady! Yeah, get out of here, well, lady! What, you got some kind of pussy or something? That character doesn't even get a name. It's just no. like, other brother, boy. yes. Favorite only smiles and says, There is now. Damn. She commands, she asks Cassian to take both her and Lucian back home and then tells the Vansera brothers that she'll see them on the battlefield. We do learn that that's their surname and during this uh, interaction. Vansera. Cassian opens his arms to Feyre and she steps inside. They launch into the sky while Azrael awkwardly carries Lucian. I met those laughing, fierce hazel eyes. Cassian's smile softened. Hello, Feyre. My throat tightened to the point of pain, and I threw my arms around his neck, embracing him tightly. I missed you too, Cassian murmured, squeezing me. Oh, she's back! They fly until they reach the border of the night court, and as they touch down, Feyre eyes Morrigan on the ground, pacing and worried. Feyre launches herself at Mor, and they embrace. Aww. In this bear hug, Feyre simply asks, where is he? Mor says he's racing home right now. Then as in Lucian land, it's clear from Mor's expression that Feyre has got a, a lot, lot of splaining to do. But it's for another time. Mor says, let's go home. Which one? Feyre asks. Moore tells her that there's someone waiting for her at the townhouse. I had not let myself imagine it. The moment I'd again stand in the wood-paneled foyer of the townhouse. When I'd hear the song of the gulls soaring high above Valaris. Smell the brine of the Cedra River that wended through the heart of the city. Feel the warmth of the sunshine streaming through the windows upon my back. There is joy here, but also Feyre is aware of every movement Lucian makes. This is confounding. Oh, yeah, because he's never been there before. Yeah. And she knows that his first words will weigh heavy on how he is treated here amongst her people. At last, Lucian looked at me, at us. He said, There are children laughing in the street. Yeah, you got that in spring court? No. A? And this is something, if you'll recall, that Feyre observed her first time at the townhouse after Moore had rescued her from the spring court and she didn't want to be left in the Moonstone Palace. She heard children laughing and it, it struck her. And, and then we see this repeated with Lucian. And then a tiny ancient one appears. In Amran fashion, she doesn't run and hug Feyre, but she does give her a little nod. Whoa. Which in Amran terms is like sobbing into her arms. <laughs> Lucian's like... Ah, here are the night court monsters, because Lucian knows this creature. She is notorious amongst the lands. They make their greetings, but Lucian is still flummoxed. What is this? To him, night court is still the same as under the mountain. It's supposed to be a hellscape filled with demons. He asks, this is Valaris. I explained. The city of starlight. His throat bobbed. And you are Lady of the Night Court. Indeed she is. <gasps> My blood stopped. I just got chills. My blood stopped at the voice that drawled from behind me. Resign! Our mate, he's here! 
oh, the relief I felt the first time I read this because I was so worried we were going to be, like, kept from him for chapters. No. She turns, and he's there, leaning against the doorway. The sight of him drops her to her knees, and she rushes, and he rushes towards her. Maybe I should be, like, every time Jeff comes home from work, should I look at him from the door and just drop to my knees? (laughs) I'm sure he would love it. I think he would. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm. I've always been saying I'm not dramatic enough. Yeah, and I, I think I, I need to up it yeah. a little bit more. I, I'm. I always tell that too. It's yeah. In the, in the, the family meeting notes that I get, we give to each other weekly. We mm-hmm. all, the, there's a Browski family meeting notes, and we have to listen to every note. We have to read them aloud. Mm-hmm. We did it over Zoom during the pandemic. Don't worry, we keep tabs on each other. Yeah, every every step. It's really nice. Um, so he is, he sees her drop down and he rushes towards her and, and gets to his own knees. There they are face to face on the carpet, re- reunited. He brushes tears from her eyes and holds her face and then quickly scoops her up. They're already half fucking by the time they, they turn to face really the others. They are. Uh, Reese says to the others, go find somewhere else to be for a while. Damn. Nice. Damn. So basically they all skedaddle because he's carrying her. They're like kissing each other. They're barely can't let go. She asks as they go in further into the house if he wants to go over what has happened in the spring court. No amusement. Nothing but that predatory intensity focused on my every breath. There are other things I'd rather do first. <laughs> Which is a nice nod to the first time Feyre returns from the Moonstone Palace during Ak- uh, Akamath. And all she wants to do is kiss and be with her soon-to-be husband, Tamlin. And he kind of pulls her off of him and wants to, like, do intel. Talk about what she's, what information she's got. And all that while still prohibiting her from knowing any of the plans. He's just trying to milk information from her. And she's trying to, like, be with her love. And he's sort of, like... Pu- peeling her off of him. Unlike Rizond, who's just like, like, hell no, bitch. I'm taking you to bed right now. Yes. So he winnows them upstairs and he carries her through their threshold. Another nod to the fact that after their secret wedding, they really haven't done much celebrating. And it's a little tradition of him getting, you know, she's being carried over the threshold like a bride. After all that pain and sorrow, she gets to be that brushing bride for a moment. This is a touching scene that becomes sexy. Yeah. But he puts her down by sliding her down his body, trying to feel every part of her connecting to him. For a while, they only stare at each other. New mates and spouses separated by so much. No. Love courses through Feyre. Reese admits that when the bond went dark, he thought the worst and couldn't bear it. He quickly explains what happened in the interim. He updates her quickly about what he knows of the spring court since she lit a match and threw it. Tamlin's centuries have left. His people did not appear for his tithe. Oh no, what will he do with his surplus of money and food without more? I'm so glad that you didn't have it. And many there have canonized Feyre in her absence, considering her a saint because she's gone based on these horrible hybrid people and Tamlin let it happen in their minds. And you can hear on the wind, (laughs) you hear it in the wind. And then you also hear, 
<laughs> just roar. <laughs> that, that's Damlin's roar. <laughs> that was a great roar. I was very scared very of scared. it. <laughs> Thanks. I was working on it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. After a brief uh, discussion of Jurian and Ianthi, he acknowledges that he goes. He goes. I heard. You know. You called people. You told people you were the high lady of the night court. And she kind of goes, "Is that bad?" Mm. And he's like, "I've wanted to shout it from the rooftops since I da 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 da." They kind of go through that little flirt. His fingers threaded through my hair, tilting my face up. That wicked smile grew, and my toes curled in their boots. There's my darling Feyre. Oh, Haji Machi indeed. But then Farah's sisters do what they do and ruin everything because we are trying to get laid. But Farah needs to ask, where are my sisters? She de- she wants to know. I love your husband, my brother, but I know the order in which I'm going to be asking about things. <laughs> Even if he just got put in the cauldron, I know the order of things that I'm of going course. to do. Of course. I mean, come on, but that you know, she's always saving her sisters, so she's yeah, gonna ask about yeah. them. Reasons uh, he kind of is like, yeah, they're alive. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Can we just stop talking about them? But no, because he's perfect, he says, albeit strained, I can take you to them now. God, his, as his pants just like burst <laughs> open. Yeah. No, she says. His grip tightens over her hips, and then Farah asks where he was during all of this time. And I'm like, Farah, come on! He's, he makes a jape and tries to avoid the question, but now she wants to know where he was while she was on, you know, not because she's mad, but she wants to know because he's trying to avoid where he was when she was on the um, winter court right. lake. He tries to, again to brush it off, but he ain't getting the booty till he gets an answer to her. Reese rolled his eyes, sighing. I was on the continent at the human queen's palace. I choked. You were where? And I know that's her mate now and everything, but dude is fought. Yeah, he obviously made it back. He's a super wizard. He was able to fight a whole army when they attacked Valaris. He turns people into dust just looking at them. Just don't worry about it, dude. Yeah, he can take care of himself. He's taken care of himself for centuries at this point, so I think that he's doing an okay job. 
As he speaks of his time there, Feyre seems to be satisfied for the moment. They hold each other again. Ebony claws stroked along the barrier in my mind, in affection and request. I lowered my shields for him, just as his own dropped. His mind curled around mine, as surely as his body now held me. Mm, he starts seducing her. My brave, bold, brilliant mate. I love you, he said. And if I hadn't already believed him, felt it in my very bones, the light in his face as he said the words. Tears burned my eyes again, slipping free before I could control myself. As they begin to inch towards sex, <laughs> he tells her that he has drawn a bath for her. Ugh. After she teases It's like if him, I didn't marry you already, oh right? What? As she teases him about it, she realizes that she is actually, in fact, covered in blood. Yeah, you, may, you know, you're just banging the bath. So, yeah, she probably needs a bath. Uh, but he's going to do a different sexy thing in the bath, so... He, in fact, has drawn a bubble bath for her, and it seems to be more for his own benefit than hers because he stands in the doorway and watches her strip, and she realizes he's not leaving yeah, yeah. as she gets into the bath. And I smiled to myself, arching my back a bit more than necessary as I removed my shirt and tossed it to the marble floor. Then we get our first sex scene of the book. Yes. Uh, at least, like, honestly, that lead up, she's so good at the lead up that, like, by the time they have sex for the first time in this book, I'm just like, you must have sex with <laughs> each other. Like, I just want to rip my own clothes off. I know. And I love when they're, we're, we're going to make the others read this scene, but yes. I do love the part when she's bathing and he's just gripping, <laughs> he's gripping the frame of the door so hard he starts to, like, break the break frame. Break the frame of it. <laughs> Woo! Um, so this one hits hard not only in its sexiness but in its love. It's like such a bittersweet, like painfully joyful reunion of one another. And after they finish, they lay in each other's arms. He brings the ma- the mating tattoo on Feyre's arm forward, and and he kisses it. Lonely, isolated, resigned has found his match. Oh. They can't bear the thought of being separated again. I kissed his bare shoulder. Right over a whorl of Illyrian tattoo. Never again. I promised him, and whispered it over and over as the sunlight drifted across the floor. Now that the fun part's out of the way, we have to go deal with the frown twins, Nesta and Elaine. I'm so glad that she didn't see her sister before ba- her sisters before. Banging. I know. It's like that's not the time. No, because they're gonna they're a boner killer. I'll yeah, tell you that and much. they're fine. They're a lot. You know, everybody took care of them. They're fine. Yeah, they're being treated gotta, as goddesses. Yes, and you got to go like talk about the trauma or try to get pull the trauma out of them. But still, they're not going anywhere. <sighs> but they did. I'm glad they didn't go first. Yes. So. And I got to say, look, I know they just went through all this horrific trauma and their lives were upended and their bodies were like violated and they saw this horror. But they get to live in Valaris. And they get to live. Who wants to live forever? Who wants to live forever? It's from Highlander. It's from the Queen soundtrack, Highlander. Because it's really complicated if you think about it, living forever. You know, it's like you think you want it, but then you get it and you're like, I don't know. Do I want to live forever? Do I want to be the only one? I'm not sure. But do I want to have a queen soundtrack? Yes. I mean, yes, obviously. 
the the immortality for them too is actually not forever forever they just have very long lifespans so that's almost a little less scary yeah there's an end at some point or you could die in battle yeah there's always that you could die in battle um so i'm i'm short a little bit on sympathy for them but you know that's it was done without their consent. Yes. And that, you know, it's like in the middle. You imagine just being pulled out of bed in the middle of the night and being like, bam, you fay. And just too much. I mean, I'd be fine with it. I mean, we specifically would be fine with it. Yes. I'm just saying the general, general we. Yeah, yeah. General we. General we. <laughs> Every- <laughs> Everything. When Reese and Feyre returned back downstairs in the townhouse, After name fucking. Yeah, but everybody's returned because it's been a while and it's a little bit awkward. It's time to go see the sissies in the House of Wind, which is where they have been sequestered. They're not down in the townhouse. They're not doing great. The Batman and Lucian are just casually sitting around trying to act like they're not all very tense. Feyre realizes that Lucian is still covered in tattered rags and blood because she was busy having amazing sex. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Especially because Lucian starts to growl as Rizond appears next to Feyre. He stares at them, at the tattoo, at the afterglow of their lovemaking, and then at the silver ring on Feyre's finger. A simple silver band sat on Rizond's matching finger. We'd slid them onto each other's hands before coming downstairs, more intimate and searing than any publicly made vows. Aww. Mm. Aww. Do you think they heard them fucking? No, they laughed. Remember, they had to all leave the house. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think there was like a time period where Reese was like, you could go back now. <laughs> just like, yeah, just put it through their yeah. their Faye texting of like, come on, guys, we're done. We yeah. both come multiple times. Yeah, many times. Um. So Rizond lets it know that Lucian is simply not off the hook. He's not happy with the way Lucian's reacting to mostly Feyre. Because as you'll recall, Lucian is still trying to process who Feyre really is and who Rizond maybe really is. And seeing them like in this marriage is probably a lot for him because he thought that she really did want to be back with Tamlin, kind of. He kind of knew that wasn't true. Yeah. But, but he, I, I feel like he wasn't thinking about it too much on mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, you know, I've got these feelings, but I'm sure it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. No, he's lying to himself. I'm sure none of us have ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> so Rison lets Lucian know that if he comes at any of his boys, that they will kill him in a heartbeat. Feyre mm-hmm. feels a level of guilt at this because, again, she doesn't hate Lucian, like not even a little hates him. But Rison knows this and he goes on to say that Elaine is safe and cared for because he wants Lucian to know that he is not trying to start a fight with him. He's just trying to not start a fight with him. Yeah. Um, So Lucian doesn't respond to any of this. It's clear he's still Team Tamlin, and this is all a lot for him. Reese explains that the choice has always been Feyre's, and he would have stepped away if that's what she wanted. (sighs) Consent king. He is a consent king. He really is. Um, They argue. Lucian kind of suggesting that Rizan's like not really being honest and they have a big fight about it all explaining the past events of the uh, explaining the events of the past few months to one another when it comes to discuss Feyre's period of wasting away which again Feyre's kind of going you can be mad at Reese but you watched me die pretty much like you watched me become sick and you didn't stop it 
And when Reese remembers this time, he loses his temper. For all of Lucian's peacocking and claiming Reese stole her away, he knows deep down that he let that happen to Feyre. Yeah. Well, because of Tamlin. Yeah. He doesn't have the grounds, really, to be defensive about this relationship. And since Lucian's anger is currently being directed towards Feyre, Reese makes it clear that the next time that you look at my mate with that disdain and disgust, I won't bother to explain it again and I will rip out your fucking throat. I know that, like, violence isn't the answer, but, like, someone defending you like that makes me melt. I know I don't need to be defended, but, like, it makes me melt. Especially because he's not screaming. He's, like, very calculated Calm in about it. about it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Lucian, is, who has been arguing, going head-to-head with Reese at that point, is sort of like, okay, <laughs> okay, what? Oh, I, I'm getting a call. <laughs> oh, I, I got to step out. You know what? I, I got to take got an errand to run. Um, so he basically steps down. Yeah. Reese wins that fight. Um Feyre's like, phew, and then reflects on how she's going to have to figure out what to do with Lucian, but that's for another day. For now, Feyre tells Lucian that she's going to see her sisters and asks if he would like to come with her. He simply nods. I bet he has butterflies in his tummy. Oh, my God, but I'm sure he's, yeah, he's so nervous. Yeah. So they all head up to the old house of wind, and Feyre is in Reese's arms. As they fly, she breathes in the sense of Valaris, and her heart soars. Feyre reflects that this is her home, along with the townhouse and the Moonstone Palace. Lucky. They enter the way they usually do and go through that area in the dining room where Feyre first saw the House of Wind as well. Lucian seems as about confused as she was that first time. And before she takes Lucian in to see her sisters, she, she decides to tell him as much of the truth as she can. I said to Lucian... Reese saved my life on Colin Mai. She starts all the way back from there, and they sit on this balcony telling Lucian their story for a very long time. It starts all the way when he first saved her from those picts, and that, you know, to help him understand, to help him believe that his mate is safe, that Feyre is safe, and that Rizan is good. In fact, Reese and the Illyrians chime in with their parts. They spend a good long while telling their tale. And I love that they tell the tale as a family. I know. Lucian is silent, just taking this all in. The males leave to leave to let Feyre and Lucian there alone, let him sort through his feelings. When we were alone, Lucian rubbed his eyes. I've seen Rizan do such... Horrible things, seen him play the Dark Prince over and over. And yet you tell me it was all a lie, a mask, all to protect this place, these people. And I would have laughed at you for believing it, and yet this city exists. This is a mind fuck for Lucian. Yeah. Especially thinking of how long he's known Reese for. It's not like, man, I like... I've known you for six months, and, like, I didn't know that you were this, like, great guy. It's like, no, he's known him for centuries. Yeah. And that's crazy to just be like, oh, but I've hated you for so long. You can't just turn around on a dime like that, you no. know? Like, he's going he's gonna to need some time to process this. Yeah, and also, like, not sh- he was he felt hatred towards him for what happened with Feyre. Yeah. And now he's trying to, like, 
reestablish, okay, Fair actually wants this and it's different than what I was thinking and I didn't need to protect her this whole time. Because I feel like when I first read this, it was that I, I think it was between the sisters and Lucian. I'm like, come on, get with the program, get with it. And then reading it again, it was like, no, of course not. They're all going through so much. It's not yeah. something you're just going to accept right away. Yeah, like he just lost his whole home is the only person he called his family. Yeah, even though it's for the best, Tamlin was not good to you. Okay, Tamlin you need to understand needs to that. Self-reflect. Yes, he does. And as he's processing this, Pharaoh lets Lucian know that, just so he knows, Elaine only knows the base facts about him. That he is left to write his own story for her. But Pharaoh also doesn't tell him, however, that Elaine has not asked about him at all. Oochie poochie! Yikes! He's so nervous. Pharaoh almost goes in to comfort him but then leaves him to see her sisters for the first time since it all went down. The sisters have their own wing with views of the beauty of Valaris. Okay. Oh, poor I women. know, right? That they're just in this beautiful spot and they're even more beautiful than they used to be. Oh. Put me in their place. Yeah, I, I volunteer as tribute. Yes. Um, You're such a J-Law, Nat. I don't know if I am. Yeah, I could. I bet, like, if you fell down the stairs, you'd be like, that's just me. <laughs> that's very J Law. It's very J Law. She's just like us. She is just like us. Oh, my God. It's so weird that they tried to push that narrative with Jennifer Lawrence of just like, see, she's not like the other celebrities, when in reality, she's just a human being. Whoa. Whoa. Did I just break some sort of celebrity gossip hole? Hole? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right what I said. Through the ice of right through, oh, yeah, like ice fishing. Mm-hmm. I know all about Where it. all the celebrities I, go swimming around. Ice fishing. And um, I think they've all seen grumpy old men, so they know as much about ice fishing as I know. And I learned it all from grumpy old men. They loved ice fishing. So, <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about grumpy old men right now? <laughs> so, uh, as soon as we're done recording, I will sit and talk okay, with you well, about it. So, all right, good. Because I've got so many thoughts and dreams about grumpy old yeah. men that I need to get off my I chest. Know, I know, I know. Thank we will. you. So, uh, but Nesta, so they go over to the wing of the sisters, but they, Nesta's not there. She's in the library. Hmm, interesting. I wonder if that will come back into play at all. I'm thrumming. Thrumming. Feyre is accompanied by Cassian and Reese, and she notes that Cassian is tense, almost nervous. I can help you relax. (laughs) What? Did I say that? That just came from my soul. Live there to jerk him off? (laughs) Yeah. What do they call that in porn? Fluffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm helping. Yeah. It's a job. Um, It is. The royal fluffer. So. God, I would love that position. (laughs) I'm the royal fluffer. As long as I get to live in the House of Wind. I mean, yeah, sure. As long as the sisters aren't there. Because if the sisters are there, they're going to be cramping my style. (laughs) They're just going to be like watching me just like sad as I'm just like, stop staring at me. Well, I'm I'm trying to do something over here, okay? (laughs) We don't want to be Faye. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be Faye. 
I'm a professional jerk offer to be a fairy. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) okay, so Cassian seems almost nervous walking into the room. If you'll recall, there were a few moments between the two of them in Highburn that make you go, hmm. Feyre doesn't know if they've seen each other since then. The walk into the library feels as though they are going to the principal's office. Everyone's like, okay, okay, let's just get this over with. Uh, <sighs> uh, we're going to go in. We're just going to do it quick. We're going to get out. It's going to be fine. Imagine knowing that people had to, like, hype themselves up before they walked into a room to see you. I'd really just be like, I'm, fi- I'm not going to bite you. Nesta doesn't seem to be considering this at all. No. As they open the door, Feyre is surprised at what she sees. It's a chillaxing Nesta. Yeah, straight chillaxing. Noise. I haven't said that since 2005. <laughs> Not stiff and cold, but bunched up in an armchair, like nestled in with a book on her knees, which is cute. God, that sounds great. From everything we've learned of her so far, this is quite an upset on what you know, her brand is. (laughs) She's never really expressed a love for anything. And being all cute with a book would suggest she's like comfortable and cozy. The only other thing I can think of that showed any sort of interest in something was the time she asked Feyre to teach her paint in Akatar, But then she got irritated with it immediately and stopped. The moment my shoes scuffed against the stone floor, she shot straight up, back going stiff, closing her book with a muffled thud. Yet her gray-blue eyes didn't so much as widen as they beheld me, as I took her in. Nesta had been beautiful as a human woman. As high fae, she was devastating. That's so odd. Like, I can't imagine if someone described me as devastating in that way. I'd melt forever. Yeah. But... Nesta doesn't want to hear that shit because no, she no, 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 is no, no, no. not. She's pissed. She's mad at everything. So Feyre notes the utter stillness in Cassian. And again, she doesn't know if he has seen her since Highburn. It, they have, but she doesn't know in this moment. But can you imagine the first time he saw her as Fay after everything calmed down? She was like dressed and in her full mind. Do you think he was his pants were about to explode yes. off his body? Oh, yes. He's just going like, and it's, oh, it's he was already being like flirty with her when she was a human, and then now she's a fae. Now she's devastating. Oh Sounds like a perfect match. Weird. What? She is immediately cold to them. No greeting. Just, you're back, and what do you want? Thanks. Hi, Nesta. Ugh. But Cassian doesn't get intimidated by her which I think infuriates her. He teases her for reading romance novels. And I wonder if there's maybe some self-inspired elements to Nesta by Mass. She has spoken in an interview about her own mental health struggles that were happening, coinciding with writing Silver Flames. And Mass herself seems really not like no. Nesta at all. She seems very sweet and bubbly. But I know that she has said they share some qualities. And her, like, Nesta having this little, like, side... Of her where she likes to read bodice rippers and like romance novels. I feel like that may be. I don't know anything about that. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like you like some you like some real smut, smutty smut smuts. Oh, yeah. But maybe Nessa does, too. Yeah, I bet she does. Oh, I mean, romance books are different than smut, though. I feel like that's 
I feel like I know that they are the same, but in my brain, I I don't use them interchangeably. Would you call these romance or smut books? I think these are romance books. Yeah, I would call this romance. Yeah, too. I think that like all of the all of the sex is always because there's such build up to it that by the time the sex happens, you're just like, yes, yeah. fuck, and like, and it's so impassioned. So it's not just like dirty fucks. Like yeah. there's a difference between dirty fucks and like I mean just like them fucking each other, going, you're mine, you're mine. Yeah. You know, like that's that's romance. That's romance. It's romance. Um. So Feyre is stands before her sister analyzing her. She knows that some great power has come out of the cauldron with her, but as of now, there's no sign of it. But they're all sort of dancing around her, kind of afraid of her, because they know something happened to her in there. As someone that has gone through anger management <laughs> twice in her life, um, I know the feeling of everyone around you being scared of you. Hi. And... <laughs> Walking on eggshells around you, oh. just trying desperately not to make you upset so you don't explode. I've worked on it through many years of therapy. I would never be, I would never think of you like that. No, I'm glad that you don't. I'm mm. glad that we've never had that interaction. But he, sometimes Henry will like go back into it where he's just like, doesn't want to upset me. And I'm like, I'm not going to break something. <laughs> like in the like years ago, I would have broken something. I haven't broken anything in over. 13 years so thank you thank you thank you but i understand nesta and yeah. it's also even more annoying when you're an angry person when everyone is walking on eggshells yeah, around I'm sure you. it's more it pisses you off right. even more which doesn't help anything. no we're like oh oh now oh i'm such a monster you yeah. have to be like oh watch out like i'm gonna fucking do something to you. i'm not gonna fucking do anything <laughs> you're just like yeah. well yeah well now you're screaming <laughs> um but yeah, no, and, I, and we learn so much more about Nesta in, in Silver Flame about this behavior, but they are kind of dancing around her a little bit, at least some of them. So, again, Cassian's not really going to be taken, you know, they're not, he's not melting in when she's snapping. Um, he can handle it. He's tough. He's an Illyrian warrior. Feyre gently, yeah, Feyre gently uh, tries to ask about her well-being, and Nesta is her typical self, you know, snapping at her. She sarcastically tells Feyre, oh, why should I be upset? I get to be young and beautiful forever. Maybe I should thank you for dragging me into all of this. And I think maybe there's a little bit of truth in her statement. I think she's not that mad about it, but she has to act like she is. Yes. Nesta goes on to tell them that they should be more concerned with Elaine. Elaine is not doing well at all. While, Nesta, while Nesta seems to have gone with the flow a bit more, even if she's still a huge bitch, Elaine is wasting away. She won't see anyone, won't get dressed, won't eat. Feyre tells Nesta Elaine's mate is here. And it's not the best thing to tell Nesta because she doesn't like the whole mate thing and she's very protective yeah. of Elaine. So she snarls at Feyre, denying Elaine even has a mate, warning them if they get near her. But then Cassian cuts her off. While Feyre speaks to her, like she's kind of doing hostage hostage negotiations, and Rizan addresses Nesta with irritations and and resentment about how he treats Feyre. Which is not helping anything, Reese. No, he's not helping. Cassian won't do that. He's to- He toys with her instead. Okay. You'll what? Cassian crooned, trailing her at a casual pace as she stopped perhaps five feet from me. He lifted a brow as she whirled on him. 
you won't join me for practice, so you sure as hell aren't going to hold your own in a fight. You won't talk about your powers, so you certainly aren't going to be able to wield them. Even though Nesta still shrieks at him, he seems to disarm her in a way. Their their tempers match somehow. He won't back down from her and doesn't treat her like a broken little doll. He won't back down. Uh Uh-oh, Jack Jetty's here. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll stand his ground. But also a little Bob Dylan. A little Bob Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Job Job Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Karaoke episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Feyrick, uh... Feyre cuts in in this moment, though. Now that Cassian sort of disarmed Nesta a little bit, she reminds Nesta that Elaine is a grown woman, something that we all need to remember because she acts like she's seven. Yes. And she should have a say in whether she wants to see Lucian or not. Because at this point, Elaine, Elaine is in, like, her mid-20s, yeah, right? Yeah, she's, like, 25. She's older, yeah, she's older than Feyre. Feyre. And she's only a year younger than Nesta, who's about 26, 27. Girl, get your shit together. I know. I mean, I will say I was a fucking mess at 25. Very different kind of Very different lives. (laughs) Yeah. I was, no one was taking me by the elbow to different rooms. I'll say that much. No, no. So if they were, it was to like get me out of a <laughs> yeah, bar. Yeah, like to get me out of a bar, ma'am. You have to leave. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I want to go. I don't care about what say. I ain't giving one. Come on, I'm so fine. Let me stand in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So. Uh, uh, so basically, after bickering over this for a bit, Nesta concedes and returns to her book, deciding to ignore the trio instead. Feyre watches her sister for a moment and then turns to leave. When I looked ahead, I found Cassian staring back at Nesta as well. I wondered why no one had yet mentioned what now shone in Cassian's eyes as he gazed at my sister. The sorrow and the longing. What a longing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They go, <laughs> they next go to Elaine's room, just recent Feyre. She looks like death. She doesn't even acknowledge them when they walk into the room. Her hair was down, not even braided. I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it unbound. She wore a moon white silk dressing robe. Her two thin arms rested on her chair. That iron engagement ring still encircled her finger. Her skin was so pale, it looked like fresh snow in the harsh light. I realized then that the color of death, of sorrow, was white. Uh-oh, we got an Elaine on our face. Oh, my God, she's so languid. She's just, she barely exists as a human being. Man, talk about someone that needs a, just a just a solid, just... Slap! Like, she just, not like an immediate, just like in a, let's slap her out of it. Yeah, she does. She's a little shock to the system. We learn moving forward in the next part, it's not just her sorrow. Something else is going on in her head. But yes, she, um, I didn't want to wear another white gown, so I just made a pink one. I think today. you look. I think you look as drained as <gasps> Elaine. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Are my arms thin? Yes, they're. Are they so, too thin? Yeah, they're scarily thin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, 
The visit does not go well. When mm. Feyre tries to speak with her, all Elaine will say is that she wants to go home. She makes it clear she is longing for her fiancé. And look, I get it. She just lost this guy, but he doesn't sound that great to me. No, it didn't seem like some sort of whirlwind romance. It seemed like, oh, he's the boy that asked. Yeah, and I, I, that's another thing I'm really looking forward to in Elaine's book. I want to know what that experience was yes, for her and why, why him. Yeah, because I feel like there's so much more to that story. Um, so much of her is internalized. It's, you know, almost as if that's why the power she got from the cauldron is what it is. But we're going to get back to that later. Feyre's heart breaks into a million pieces seeing her sister. The guilt she feels for putting her sister into this situation, even though it's not really her fault— Royals through her guts. Reese comes forward and tries to speak with Elaine. All she'll say is again that she wants to go home. I do find myself at low patience with her because everyone has moved the sun and earth to make sure she's taken care of. Yes. And sometimes she acts like a child. Yes. But again, we'll learn about more. We're going to learn more. And Feyre is way more patient with her than I feel like I would be. So I am not a Feyre in that (laughs) manner. <laughs> yes. No, I think I'd be a little bit more direct and just be like, I don't know if I can deal with you until you've gotten help and figured this out. Yeah, you're annoying me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, can I just go fuck my mate again? Yeah. Here's your suite of rooms and all of the servants you'll ever need. Yeah, keep frowning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I would have no patience for this at all. Yeah, yeah. So Reese and Feyre back out of the room, and Feyre wants to run somewhere and cry, but is stopped when she realizes Lucian is standing in the doorway, and he heard their entire conversation about how she wanted to leave, how she wanted her fiancé, heard her disinterest in even seeing Lucian. Feyre notes the devastation on his face. Elaine had always been gentle and sweet, and I had considered it a different sort of strength, a better strength. To look at the hardness of the world and choose, over and over, to love, to be kind. She had been always so full of light. And it seems like that is gone from her now, at least for the time being. Chapter 16 opens with Reese and Feyre taking Lucian to his sleeping quarters. He'll also be staying at the House of Wind on the far, far other end away from the sisters. Can you imagine having a place so big that you can, like, separate people that, like, you never even have to see each other? And I mean, you got – if it's a mate, you got to separate him because he's going to be trying to sniff all around there. Yeah, and he – but he also wants to, like, protect her and and keep her safe and, like, she's struggling so much. That's got to be so difficult for Lucian to go through to see her struggling so much and how much, like, disdain as much as she can muster she has for him. I feel so bad for him. I know. Let me comfort you. (laughs) So, uh... And also, I think there's a level of Lucian. They don't want Lucian in the townhouse yet because that's like their private home. Yes. So they don't trust him completely yet, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Understandable. But they do offer him this like group of rooms. They offer him clothes and whatever else he needs. Lucian is, is, is as confused about this new arrangement as they all are. They seem to be sort of making the ground rules up in real time because they hadn't planned for any of this. So... They decide Lucian is forbidden to go to the sister's floor. He can go into the city if he wants, but he can't take either sister. They start to list off 
a, a rattle. They start to the list is a rattle off, and there is a terse sort of agreement between the two parties. Just when you can't tell if Lucian is resentful of all of this, as they are parting ways, he turns to Feyre and says, "Thank you." I didn't dare ask him for what. After all this. Reese and Feyre fly to Amryn's apartment to touch base with everyone. Even in her concern, Feyre's joy is real as she soars over her city, waving to the people and smiling. She looks and sees that Reese is smiling, and he means it too. I'm glad they get these few moments of peace. It ain't gonna last long. Mm -hmm. When they arrive at the apartment, they find Moore and Asriel already there with an annoyed Amryn. In lieu of greeting, she tells Reese that he should kill the men of Autumn Court and set up the handsome one as High Lord of Autumn, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Does Amron have a little crush on Lucian? I'm with you, bitch. I would also watch that tape. Oh, my God. My God, that's a tape I would watch. Oh, yeah. It's hard for me to think of a tape I would not watch. Yeah, of any land. of any mixture of any except of them, for like really. blood relation people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. And also like Baron, like the you know the High I'd Lord of get, the like, Autumn. I watch him get pegged or something. Sure. 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 Yeah. But like other than that, I don't think I have any desire. You know. No. No. Um, I watch him. Oh, I watch him get pegged by the um, the uh. Oh my God. What's her name? The more. No. The forest woman. The. The Weaver. Oh, the I'd watch him get pegged by the Weaver. Wow, that would be so fun. <sighs> okay, anyway. So, <laughs> and, uh, the Inner Circle is now all sitting in Amarin's apartment, commiserating on this whole situation. And we learn that Cassian has been trying to convince Nesta to train since she's arrived there. It's not gone well. In fact, the group seems to be holding back on how bad it really has been while Pharaoh was off destroying the spring court. Reese tries to switch the subjects, pointing out that they need to figure out how to win a whole-ass war. Yeah, there's also, like, the whole war part that we're not even dealing with right now. Yeah, so Pharaoh then, at that moment in time, as they talk about the war, feels the book of breathings in Amran's room. The inner circle has been taking turns watching it to Amran's chagrin because it's been... A bit unpredictable since joining the parts back together. And it seems to me like they just have an atomic bomb sitting in the middle of a city because it's some very powerful magic that they don't understand. Yeah, that the, like that like Feyre is hearing and that it's trying. It's essentially trying to be bad. Yeah. But what do I know about Fey stuff? Um, yeah, we're just dumb humans. Just dumb people. So Reese begins to hold basically a war room there in Amarin's attic. They combine Feyre's intel from Highburn with what they already know and try to lay out a plan of action. Feyre inquires about employing Miriam, Miriam and Dracon's people to help fight the war, since Highburn's numbers are so vast, if you'll recall, oh, to over yeah. 200,000. It's a lot. But there is a problem. They have actually tried to reach out. As flew to their island, which is called Critea. Kratea? Yeah. Kratea. I'm going to say Kratea. Yeah. Kratea. Kratea. Um, he found it abandoned. <laughs> he found it abandoned. They don't know what it is. They don't know why that happened, but they assume it has something to do with Jurian's resurrection and them wanting to go into hiding. We're reminded here that Miriam was also made as Pharaoh was made through the means of the cauldron after she died. Dang. And was saved. They discuss Highburn and how it's festering. So 
they they go over the briefly like talk about they kind of address the thing we've discussed where it's like it's so hard to say like everyone's a villain here and everyone's good here and they basically say that they like Reese has gone in and tried to speak with the people of Highburn but they've been so isolated by their lord they they're all very hateful towards the outside world because Because they think everybody else is wrong yes and so they think they deserve human servants they think that everyone else is the bad people yes a little bit it's a bit of a florida if you will whoa um yeah i said it and uh (laughs) so they're trying to justify why they they do want to go kill all of these people which you can't really in like a war thing you can't really go like they're all bad so it's fine but you do what you can with a fantasy book Um, and sometimes you know i watched uh all quiet on the western front and afterwards I was all high and I was just like man war is dumb <laughs> and Jeff is like that's the most eloquent theory I've ever heard <laughs> and I was like why are you kill?" I was like he's got nothing to do with it I just don't understand I'd like spoken as uh, as a theater major that has never had to do any kind <laughs> of like physical labor like that and I'm just like that's so bad you're just killing people that have nothing to do with it and Jeff's like you really thinking about this for the first time <laughs> whoa <laughs> oh my god that's bad <laughs> it's like really bad I mean you're not wrong war is just a pissing contest yeah almost always so um but also all quiet on the western front is really fucking good i still haven't seen it really i really want to see it Amarin then says that they may need to employ her sisters the the Arch- archeron sisters to help pharaoh shuts this down no my sisters are not to be a part of this sort of answers for them Amarin snorted you sound exactly like tamlin I felt the words like a blow. Yikes. I mean, kind of like you have to let them. They already had their consent, you know, shattered about their whole entire form of being. So why don't you let them decide if they want yeah, to be a part of the war? You're or not, not their mom. In fact, you are younger than both yes. of them. Uh, and, you know, Amran's going to Amran. She's not, she doesn't mince words. She's well, saying, gonna Amran. I'm going to Amran. And Mar's going to Mar. More, 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 more. And she is mad for Amran saying that about Pharaoh, which fair, sure. But she's not wrong. If you're cranky because you're hungry, then tell us. Moore went on with that frozen quiet. Because if you say anything like that again, I will throw you in the god's damn Sidra. Damn. But Thanks, Moore. Thanks, Moore. But Amran's right. <laughs> Feyre is not their keeper. Yeah. She's just blunt about things because she is a monster. Yes. Need- and yet, I'd re- I appreciate the bluntness because yeah. of how, like, all the difficulties that they all have with their communication problems. Yeah, I don't that- mean that as an insult. I mean, yeah. like she's a creature she's from just- another planet. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, but she's just, she's blunt. And honestly, thank you, Amran. Yeah. I appreciate the bluntness. Yeah, and, and Feyre's kind of agrees with her. Yeah, ultimately. dude. Um, they need to win this war, and these cauldron-made women may prove to have powers that they will need to utilize. And Amran has no interest in playing the little Archeron's emotional games. Get them out of the house, she says. Stop bottle-feeding them. Stop acting like they're fragile. Reese makes a comment about Nesta and how maybe Valaris is not ready for Nesta, and, and Feyre actually yells at him. My sister is not some feral animal. I snapped. Reese recoiled a bit, the others suddenly finding the carpet, the divan, the books incredibly fascinating. I I didn't mean that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> but I wonder how many times Henry has screamed, "My sister's not some feral animal!" Just towards someone. Three times? I don't. People are usually nice to him about you. I would imagine. Yeah, because they're scared of his fury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone's scared of Henry, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, he's not, he's not scared. No, I don't want to be scared of my husband. No, I'm glad that he's a nice he's man. He's very, very nice. So Reese tries to change the subject and asserts that they need to rally Prithian now. None of us spoke. None of us moved, as Reese said simply. Tomorrow, invitations go out to every high lord in Prithian for a meeting in two weeks. It's time we see who stands with us and make sure they understand the consequences if they don't. Damn! So we are headed into next week. We have a war about to start. We need to figure out what to do with these Archeron oh sisters. Oh my god, the, we gotta put smiles on their faces and make them stop sulking. The most important thing in these stories, make them smile. <laughs> and we ha- we're we gonna have a meeting with the Prithian Lords. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be a whole thing. Oh, it's a whole shipment. Like, technically, this is where, like, the plot of the book starts. Yes, basically. <laughs> this was all a lead up to the plot of the book. Yeah. Because it's so awesome because she packs so much into these books. It's just like, damn. That by the time you get to this, you're just like, oh, we've got a whole other. Yeah. That whole first part was just a chunk. Okay, cool. But I do love that. I love that beginning in the spring court. I think it's so, so fun. Um, but now we're, spring court's over. Yes. And now we're fully back in Valoris. Night court. High yes. lady of the oh night court. Oh my God. So amazing and so hardcore. Yes. And thank you guys for joining us. This has been a delight. I'm going to go back off now to go be a lane, sit in a chair and stare wistfully out a window because I'm tired. Yeah, man. And That's Jack I'm Jetty. my Friday night. Jack Jetty's got to hit the streets. <laughs> I am going to the stages. You better watch out and do oh, the opposite concert. of what Elaine's doing. Yes, concert. Conchetos. This is a good costume. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm definitely wearing this. My breasts are going to be fully out. They're not fully out. There's They're just almost a, fully out. There's this patch. There's there's a patch. There's a patch. <laughs> Please read up until chapter 27 or page 276 in the paperback. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. Featuring Amber Nelson and Emily Fleming. I slid my arms around his shoulders, opening my mouth to him, and his tongue slipped in, caressing my own. Mate, my mate. He hardened against me, and I groaned into his mouth. The sound snapped whatever leash he'd had on himself, and Resand scooped me up in a smooth movement before laying me flat on the table, amongst and on top of all the paints. He deepened the kiss, and I wrapped my legs around his back, hooking him close. He tore his lips from my mouth to my neck, where he dragged his teeth and tongue down my skin, and his hand slid under my sweater and went up. This fairy is wearing a sweater? <laughs> okay. Up. Up to the cup of my breasts. I arched into the touched and lifted my arms as he peeled away my sweater in one easy motion. 
Reese pulled back to survey me, my body naked from the waist up, paint soaked into my hair, my arms. But all I could think of was his mouth as it lowered to my breast and sucked his tongue flicking against my nipple. (laughs) Sorry. I plunged my fingers into his hair, and he braced a hand beside my head, smack atop a pallet of paint. (laughs) What the fuck is with this paint, you guys? (laughs) Okay, hang on. I'm into it. Paint. (laughs) It's Natalie gonna... Okay, no, I'm good. (sighs) Smack atop a pallet of paint. He let out a low laugh. (laughs) And I watched, breathless, as he took that hand and traced a circle around my breast, then lower, until he painted a downward arrow beneath my belly button. Least you forget where this is going to end, he said. I snarled at him, a silent order, and then he laughed again, (laughs) his mouth finding my other breast. I mean, it's like... Did my mom write this? It's literally right next to the other fucking breast. Anyway, he ground his hips against me, teasing, teasing me horribly that I had to touch him, had to just feel more of him. There was paint all over my hands, my arms, but I didn't care as I grabbed all his clothes. He shifted enough to let me remove them. Weapons and leather thudding to the ground, revealing that beautifully tattooed body, the powerful muscles and wings now peeking above them. My mate, my mate. His mouth crashed into mine, his bare skin so warm against my own, and I gripped his face, smearing paint there, too. What kind of pain is this? That's my thing. It's if it's outdoor oil-based deck stain or something. That's fucked. Anyway, I'm hoping it's acrylic for the, for the point of this. Hang on. Where am I? Uh, okay. Smearing in his hair until great streaks of blue and red, green ran through it. His hands found my waist, and I bucked my hips off the table to help him remove my socks, my leggings. Okay, the fairy has socks and leggings. You know they stink. This is a millennial fairy. Just saying. I don't know this story, but I'm just going to, you know... I'm going to make a call there. Uh, (laughs) Reese pulled back again, and I let out a bark of protest that choked off into a gasp as he gripped my thighs and yanked me to the edge of the table. Through paints and brushes and cups of water, hooked my legs over his shoulders and rest on either side of those beautiful wings and knelt before me. Knelt on those stars and mountains inked on his knees, he would bow for no one and nothing but his mate, his equal. The first lick of Rysen's tongue set me on fire. I want you splayed out on the table like my own personal feast. He growled. His approval at my moan, my taste, and unleashed himself on me entirely. Are you okay, Amber? No, it's making me really uncomfortable. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> do you want to take another growl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Grr. 
Gott. Girl, I'm a man, girl. <lacht> okay, wait, wait. Fuck, do another one. Girl. No, do a new one. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <lacht> Hand pinning my hips to the table, he worked me in great sweeping strokes. And when his tongue slid inside me, I reached up to grip the edge of the table, to grip the edge of the world that I was very near to falling off. He licked and kissed his way to the apex of my thighs, just as his fingers replaced where his mouth had been, pumping inside me as he sucked his teeth, scraping ever so lightly. I bowed off the table as my climax shattered through me, splintering my consciousness into a million pieces. He kept licking me, fingers still moving. Reese, I gasped. Now I wanted him. Now! But he remained kneeling, feasting on me that had been pinning me to the table. I went over the edge again. And only when I was trembling, half sobbing, limp with pleasure, did Reese rise from the floor. Wow. Wow, I know. What's that like? Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.